Hey there! Kwenta muna bago mag-overtime. everyone, I'm Shyla and I'm Alex and welcome to Overtime with the OTs. Yay! <laughs> okay, so hello guys. For this episode, we have our lovely guest for today. Uh, first, we have your licensed homebody, OT Tin. Hi guys, I'm Tin, your licensed homebody. I'm happy to be here, so hello! And our next guest is, o oh, diba, your OT laagan, Val. Opposite sila. Hi, I'm Teacher Val. Alright, so it's lovely to have you guys here. Kamusta man mo? Kaya. Okay, kaayu alive and kicking gihapon. Good to hear it. Now that you've known our guests, Tin and Val, o diba, yung sa homebody, yung sa is laagan. But... These two share something in common. They both work a lot with kids in a pediatric setting for occupational therapy. And um, I'm pretty sure that there are certain activities that they do with their kids. So I think it would be nice, like, guys, if you would want to share with our audience, what do you guys do with your kids? Hi. So usually with kids, I work um, with the population usually at early as two and then, siguro, I have teens na din. So, usually with this kid, most likely with my kids, sensory pa. And then, I have to get them ready, like, for the work behaviors until such time na they are ready for school. Because most parents, that's the first question, di ba? Like, teach, ready na ba yung kid ko for school? Right? So, yeah, for me, it's basically the same with teacher Val. So, I've been working with school-age children as early as two to three, and then I also have older kids at around maybe 15, siguro yung pinaka-oldest. And then, with my kids, I have been working with feeding, feeding nila, and then a lot of school readiness. And my previous work kasi is more on SI, so I have also been exposed to a lot of kids with sensory issues and those kind of um, concerns. All right. So, Teacher Val and Teacher Tin, you guys do work with quite a wide age range when it comes to your kids. So, I think a lot of our listeners, and especially those who are parents, would like to hear what are the expected behaviors that your school-age kids would usually would usually show? Actually, it's very big. So, actually, put it in just one word. Because they like different age different behaviors. So usually, it, when it comes to school, there's play school and then go to preschool and then ano ba, kindergarten and then elementary and so on. So usually with as early as two, kasi some parents would ask the teach, ready na ba to? Then that's the time na you have to suggest muna the play school. So play school muna because at that age, diba, you cannot really expect, even you the typical developing kids, you cannot expect na at that age talagang well-behaved na, sitting na talaga all throughout. So at that age, is more of exploration, social exposure, work with the 
other kids. So, more uh, most likely, ano lang muna, exposure. And then later on, like maybe around 3 to 4, yan na yung beginning ng preschool. Tama ba preschool? Preschool or kinder? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Nung, tama. So, di ba preschool and then kinder? I think that's the time na yung main concern or main indicator na ready na yung kid. It's the work behavior itself. Like, at least ba, ready na yung kid for more structured. Like, can he sit down? Can he follow instructions? And then with our kids, di ba, usually our main concern is ng behavior. Like, did they hit other kids? Is their behavior disruptive with other kids? So, actually, that's it. Play school, social exploration, and then the more na maglaki yung kids, yung ano na, work behaviors, which is yun naman yung main concern natin, di ba? Like, we have to make sure na before the school, sa therapy pa lang, ginaready na natin yung kids na dapat okay talaga yung sitting span niya. Dapat nakaka-attend talaga na less yung distraction. I would also like to add sa giingon ni Val, no? Na kids around this age, like 3, to 3 4, 5, kaninga age range, they continue to refine the motor skills that they have learned from their previous years. Um, I've also noticed that they're very, very active and very, very curious with their environment, their surroundings. So they begin to show emerging skills. Like, for example, fine motor skills in light sa ito ang topic na school, education, school-related stuff. So fine motor skills. I have a nephew na he's not necessarily, he doesn't necessarily like school-related activities. He just likes to um, play with small toys, like scribbling, those kinds of things, manipulating small toys. So we can really say that fine motor skills is emerging. And then other other um, observation for this, for this age range is that they begin to show interest in playing with other peers. And they can also show that they are more into... They can, they can problem-solve na. Very, very simple problem-solving. Alright, so clearly, these skills, um, social skills, the ability to sit still through an activity, work behaviors, these are all the skills that we need to equip our children with to get them ready for school. But now, school has a new norm in our new normal, which is online classes. Mm-hmm. So would you guys agree that it is kind of different in terms of the demands that it places on our kids? Yes, I actually agree that it's different, especially karon na online na. Because you're doing your master's, you're doing your online medical school, and you have to work on like yung routine, you have to fix your routine. Because since you're at home na, you have to consider like helping chores at home. And then at the same time, it's more prone to procrastination because you're just at home. Like, the ambience being at home is different, diba? Like, your brain is not conditioned to work. Like, unlike when you're in school, na your head, nakakondition talaga na, oh, andito ako sa school, I need to study. Or I need to make sure na matapos lahat ng work ko because at this time, kailangan nang submit or I have some my exam mamaya, so I have to cram everything. Pero once you're at home, like, okay, I can do it later. Yan yung always mentality. There's always later, later, until such time na mag, mag-build up na, and then wala na. And then the main stress kasi dito is not just on the kid, but also to the parent, especially sa mga elementary, right? 
Because mm-hmm. the reality, we all True. know this naman, di ba? Na, the reality is yung parents ang magsasabi na, oh, finish mo na yung ano mo, yung module mo. Kaya, <laughs> madami pang module. So, it will chess on the parent more than the kid itself. Also, I'd like to interject lang. In regards also to whether, you know, like, when children used to be in school, we had this face-to-face setup. So, the teacher teaches these concepts to our kids. While an alternative that our kids are doing today are module-based. So basically, it's more of transitioning to learning by yourself, learning through your own means. So you can have your parents help you or you can study the material on your own. I have actually experienced this shift early on during my medical school. I tell you, it's not exactly easy because when concepts are being explained to you you just had to digest them you just had to worry about applying it to the questions to the concepts you just had to worry about digesting the concept while um, when you're doing self-learning it takes a lot of self-control it takes a lot of discipline as well to actually first and foremost like read the source material It can be reading, it can be watching the source material, and then later on, digesting it and then applying it. So there's an extension of the learning process that normally would have been shortened by the presence of teachers in a classroom. I'm pretty sure like online school has a lot of advantages and disadvantages, especially for our children, since they have different developmental expected behaviors or abilities as well. So what do you think are the biggest advantages and disadvantages about online schooling for kids, especially now? Well, I think for me, it's I think it's both convenient and inconvenient in a way that from my observation, huh, for both modules and online classes is that sometimes, quote-unquote, sometimes the child or the student is diligently working on his worksheets or modules alone. And quote-unquote, sometimes the parent is doing it in behalf of the student. <laughs> so that's <laughs> what I have observed. That's what I've observed. And I think for this, I think I understand naman sa parts of parent because they don't have the luxury of time to be teaching their kids, right? And um, it's without judgment because, you know, Um, diba, it's quite normal for, I don't think it's always a walk in the park when parents and students are working together. I think it's quite opposite sometimes. And another thing that I thought of is um, um, you have to consider the learning style of your student. So some students, For preschoolers, since we're talking about school readiness here, for preschoolers, some would really benefit from reading, writing. Since school is literally about basically reading and writing, so they could really benefit from that. But then other students are, other students have different learning styles. Some are visual learners, some are auditory, some are kinesthetic. And it's, I think it's really important to find online schools or programs that would really benefit the child's learning style. Actually, to add on that, like, di ba, 15 mentioned usually, yung usually most likely yung mga cons na side na like, yung stress 
from the parents na having to handle then kids having different methods of learning so that's actually for me then that's one of the disadvantages of having this online session kasi and then at the same time diba during our ter- therapy session we try to instill authority over our kids and then the usual complaint of the parents would be like teach bakit dito sa kasi they call therapy at school so teach bakit dito sa school nakikinig si ano pero pagdating sa bahay nag-iiba talaga yung behavior so that's actually one of the cons then kasi even us when pag nasa school tayo iba yung authority ng teacher na pag sinabi ni teacher automatically nakikinig tayo okay we have to do this kasi sabi ni teacher we have to do this but if yung parents yung nagsasabi na oh you have to practice writing na you have to finish your homework na yung kids hindi nila na mga hindi na nagsisink in okay i really have to do this kasi sinabihan ako ni mommy is usually the role of the teacher to teach the kids itself but it comes to like lesson lang naman and then sa bahay pagdating sa bahay iba na yung role ni mommy not as a teacher but as a mother itself so there's a conflict now with it comes to the role na so that's one of the disadvantage kasi syempre si mommy hindi naman kasi nakikinig yung anak ko teach kasi hindi daw ako teacher kay teacher lang daw siya makikinig so that's one of the cons the authority of the parent toward sa kid niya to, when it comes to education and then at the same time as i mentioned kanina pag sa bahay kasi you have all the freedom and then you have this mindset na this is my territory so i have control over my environment so most likely pag binigyan mo siya ng task matagal pa bago niya magawa or most likely si mommy na ang gagawa kasi hindi nga na condition yung bata na nag-activity siya o magho-homework siya while at home pero the good thing at the same time is a con pero the good side of it is mapipilitan si mommy na para syempre tuturuan niya na yung kids so it's a form of bonding na din na ah, okay so eto pala i have to teach this kid i have to teach my kid on how to work on this one so yung patience si mommy matitest pero at the same time eventually in the long run magpa-adjust din naman yung mother diba and then it became a form of bonding between the parent and the kid na learning together So, makikita niya talaga yung progress ng bata na okay, dito siya nahihirapan. So, we have to focus on this one. And then, at the same time, sa bahay, they can work on their time na. Kasi usually, the parents would say na, I cannot, hindi ko siya natuturuan sa bahay because busy ako from work. And then, today, since lahat ng work, even the school is online na, we have more time to adjust na. So, you have to work on your routine and then time management will follow na okay ganitong oras i have to work pero at this time kailangan magchu-tutor kami together with my kid i have to help him or her na to perform well during the online session magparticipate or if we have some homework to do okay later this afternoon after work then we can do that one also i don't know if you've noticed this teachers Val and Tin, but I have also heard about parents saying, oh, we don't have a proper space at home or wala kaming kwarto na, ano, na quiet for the online classes. Have you also heard similar complaints from parents that you've worked with? Yeah, so in my experience, I have the same problem with some of my kids. Na, yan yung, for me, kasi it's more of a, an excuse 
than a reason itself. Kasi diba, if during the pandemic, you have to anticipate that things have to change. So you have to adopt. So saying na, oh, teach, wala kasi kaming room kahit saan-saan lang. And then, nabawa, I have one kid kasi na may sari-sari stores si mommy. So sasabihin na, oh, teach, pag sa bahay, hindi ko ta- talaga maturuan ng maayos, laging distracted. Kasi pag nag-module kami, andyan kami sa tindahan kasi walang walang magbantay. So, for me kasi, you have to, yun pa din, as mentioned earlier, time management na kung alam mong may kailangan kang store bantayan, then how about working it like late in the afternoon, take a quick break, and then with if if it comes to space lang talaga, even a simple corner sa room, and then dun lang kayo nakaharap sa room, and then that's enough. Diba? Because our goal is less distraction para mas maka-focus sa work. So, what's wrong with having a simple corner lang talaga? But I don't think parents would say na kahit corner wala talaga. Pero diba, like even when we work sa clinic, we usually put the kids in the corner para malesen yung fidgeting, standing up, walking around. So mainly, we have to find ways to adapt to these ever-changing circumstances that we're in right now. Yeah. So clearly, we have these all these pros and cons and different factors that we need to consider with regards to online classes. So my question for you, our lovely guests, is how can we tell that our children are ready for online classes? I think what people often overlook when wanting to enroll their children for online classes are their primary reasons why they want to enroll them in the first place. Is it is it because they want their child to be exposed now with school set up or is it because ganahan na sila kibalo na mo write, mo read ang child nila, di ba? So having a clear goal would really help us to achieve their whatever they want to have for their child. Um, at this age, preschool, it's more about school readiness. And we expect our child to have the prerequisite skills now. Because I, I want to share, I had this kid. He was probably four at that time, four years old. And then when we do gross motor activities, okay, Rasha, listening to uh, following instructions, okay, turn taking skills, okay, but when he sees me, ready to get all the crayons, the pen and paper, school-related materials. He would literally just run off because he doesn't like to he doesn't like to sit down and he doesn't like to participate sa katong activity. And of course, knowing that, I can't push my child to do those things because I clearly know na dili pa siya interested, dili pa siya exposed. So, kanang what I what I wanted to do there lang sa is to gradually increase his sitting tolerance, his attention span, his work behaviors. So these things are really important. These uh, mga tiny details, they're very important for us to really get our kids ready for school. And then with um with play school, I think maka benefit pitaljud ang children if they enroll in play school. Just readiness, readiness lang jud. And for play school, it's basically just play-based, right? Other than that, it's just 
exposing them to the demands of the classroom, to follow simple instructions, and they can just literally learn at their own pace. And for Play School Man Good is delete nato sila drill with academics. So to add on then, like yun nga, since the reality ngayon is more of online class. So I think one indicator also is yun, as mentioned, other than setting a goal, because diba, some parents would say na um, they don't want to enroll their kid for online kasi hindi nga ready. Pero how can we say, yung question diba, like, paano natin masasabi na ready na talaga yung kid? So which is number one, yung sinabi ni Christian, like try to set a goal. If you're actually, you want to, you really want to enroll your kid for online class because you want him or her to continue learning despite the current pandemic? Or is it just for the sake lang talaga na mag, hindi siya ma-left behind? So set a clear goal, whether it's online module, as long as it's about education. And then next is yung sinabi ni Shaila kanina, which is about the workspace. So number two, if you're going to enroll on online school, you have to be ready beforehand na mag-e-enroll ka. Pero what if you don't have the exact setup pa? Like you don't have even a simple workspace. You don't have a small table, a small chair. Then how are you going to expect the child to work or to learn properly without having the basic things, diba? And then third is, syempre, you know, um, you've been gentle with the kid all throughout the day. So you know, talaga if makakaupo ba siya during online class or magtatakbo lang ba siya or maybe he knows how to use the gadget well enough na habang nag-online class, the kid will also be browsing different website habang kunwari pretending na on, on the webcam pero yung hand naman pala nagbabrowse ng YouTube, marunong lang mag-mute. So about that, dapat during the online class and someone will have na mag, yung bantay na may parent talaga na all the time during online class yung kahit supervised lang na iti-check na okay, kikinig talaga siya na talagang wala siyang other apps na gina-open. And then next, ano ba, do you have any other suggestion din? I think also for online class, like parents should be able to commit as well. Like, I think it's very hard for children to venture out into online classes if their parents cannot commit to auxiliating the program at home. Considering that we're in the middle of a pandemic and online classes is a fairly new setup since it complies a lot with the health standards that are being imposed now, how can we ensure, how can we advise our parents or what kinds of advice can we give our parents in maximizing its benefits and lowering the negative aspects of online class? So advice for the parents is most likely summary lang kung ano yung pinag-usapan natin kanya. Like number one, since everything is convenient and then on one place, everyone is at home. So number one is work on the time management. Siyempre, lahat kayo andyan sa house. So, may ate, may kuya, there's mommy, there's daddy. So, I think it's impossible na, naman na lahat may ginagawa. So, you have to like jazz around with everyone in the family. So, like, okay, ganitong oras. Let's say this kid will have her or his online session. So, si mommy muna ang naka-assign. And then later on, 
si daddy naman for the other kids. So number one is, first advice is yun, work on the time management and then set roles or obligation and responsibilities for each of everyone sa family. Not only for the parents na mag-supervise but also sa kid himself or herself na she had or he had to know na I am the student so the main responsibility when it comes to my studies is yung kid mismo. The parents and the other guardians at home is just going to assist but the learning itself should come from the kid. Kasi diba, we're promoting independence so the kid should know na yung studies niya, yung, yung responsibility talaga is for him or her alone. And then number two is yun, what we talked about kanina, which is the parents should be committed towards their kids' education. So I understand the parents are also busy. Everyone is adjusting with the pandemic. Kung paano nila i-maximize yung time, doing chores, mag-assist pa with the kid. But you know, we can't use that as an excuse forever na hindi nila matutukan ang kid kasi madami pa talagang other obligation or responsibility. So everyone is adjusting. So they too have to adjust. So if mahirapan, so you have to think of other ways na kahit pa paano, makakumit ka lang na at least one hour for the kid na mag-guide siya throughout the studies because it's in the long run, sila din yung mahihirapan. Makikita nila, ay bakit yung kid ko parang nakuhuli na everyone is progressing pero yung kid ko naiiwan. So that's number two, commitment. Okay, so I would also like to add with regards to commitment, we're not really sure if it's effective for, for our kids, right? So we have, it's always just a case-to-case basis. And other thing that I've thought of is, what are the alternative ways? Because online seems to be like, as what you've mentioned, it's quite new. But what are the other alternatives that we can give our child? So I was searching up, there were actually some programs that you could just buy worksheets for your children. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but I think I've seen a lot of ads online. Yeah, that's actually correct. I think, well, we OTs, we really do love Pinterest because that's where we get most of our ideas for our activities that we let our patients do. And I would like to add to what Tin said about worksheets. If you search on Pinterest, there are a ton of worksheets for different age levels and different school readiness levels for that matter for kids. So if you parents find that your kids have a hard time with online classes, you could start with that. Just search for uh, worksheets that are appropriate for your child's age and just see what works for them, basically. Also, uh, we also have to take note that not all learning is uh, not all learning is pen and paper. We have also like preschool or school readiness also entails uh, motor skills, social skills, and since these skills, which would normally develop in the classroom, would not be as addressed during online classes. I think you can, no man, like with your children, you can take every activity, even household chores, as a learning experience for your kids. Like, social skills can be developed by how you interact with your child. So, I think you can model certain behaviors with your children. You can 
as her children to take up certain roles in the family or even doing simple chores that would require their motor their motor abilities can also help in their development so that we can target a holistic approach when it comes to learning and that we can also provide opportunities for our children to learn even beyond the classroom. I agree, Alex. Like, with, since everyone is lear- learning online, and then, like, our parents should actually use this time like to bond even with the chores because learning is not just, like you mentioned, pen and paper. Even as simple as chores can actually help them yun, um, develop young rose motor, fine motor, and then it's a form of bonding because it can help with the social interaction and then social-emotional development of the kid in the long run. So usually, kasi with the natural, like even before the pandemic, syempre, mommy will go to the work, um, the kids will go to school, and then the only bonding they have at home is, diba, as mentioned during the previous episode, is the gadget na, na lahat pagod na from work, so magpo-phone na lang, so less chica na lang, and then lahat naka-phone. But with this time of pandemic, we have to make use of the time to bond together. Na you have all the time, you have to learn together, work together, and then, especially with the mental health, diba? you have, mas makikita mo kasi yung problem na, okay, my kid was actually struggling with this one. Like, halimbawa, oh, kaya pala mababa yung performance niya kasi eto pala yung problem. So you can actually track your kid's progress and then Parang ko ikaw yung parent, there's a sense of fulfillment na ay okay, like throughout the journey, I was there. I was helping my kids. Bottom line, I think, you just really need to spend time with your kids. And you don't need to pay for it, diba? It's, it's literally free. And then just be resourceful and creative. And anything that's simple to fuel their interest for school. So basically, this time of online classes and at-home activities entails a bonding experience between the parent and the child like never before. And I think despite everything, our parents and our children should be thankful for that opportunity. So I would really like to thank you, Teacher Val and Teacher Tin, for sharing your valuable expertise here on our podcast We know that you guys have really busy schedules and it really means a lot that you're here sharing your experiences with us and with our listeners who would really love to hear these words of validation from you guys. So with that, do you guys have any social media or any or any activities that you guys would like to plug? So guys, if you have any further questions, you can you can add me up on Instagram. It's K-R-S-T-N-R-D-S. Yeah, same with me. If you have any questions or you also have kids that maybe we can talk about it, you can send me a message on Facebook, Valerie and Gada. Thank you. All right. You heard it here, folks. That's our two OTs for you. Ready and open to listen to your questions and to... Provide a listening ear for whatever you get for whatever concerns you guys have. Yes, and if you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening to this on, and also follow us on our social media. We have Twitter, we have Facebook, and we have Instagram. Just at 
OT with the OT. Also, I'm excited to uh, share with you guys that we have so many more new episodes coming. So please be on the lookout for us on our listening platforms. So this has been Alex. And Shyla. Thank you for listening to OT with the OTs.